What's going on, everybody? This is gospel recording artist Paul Bill Jr., and you're listening to the Bad Apples Podcast with the one and only Cody Dickerson. Listen, you already know what it is. The coffee has already flowed into our cups, and we are being blessed by the Mad Priest Coffee Roasters from Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's the dark night of the soul. It's a dark roast coffee, and it is described as sunshine, puppy kisses, and relief. And I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling that. This ranks as one of my favorite cups of dark roast coffee. It is so smooth, but you still get that richness from a dark roast. It is so good. And you need to check them out. It's coffee for the curious. It's coffee for the displaced. They got a good mission, but above that, they just make really great coffee. TheMadPriestCoffee.com Get mad. Check them out. But right now, I got something pretty special and pretty fun coming your way. Let's go. Without Without any further ado, ado, I bring bring to you you a brand brand new new sports sports edition of the Bad Apples Podcast. Podcast. And my my guest, standing at six four. Physical, Physical education, education extraordinaire. extraordinaire. Track, Track coach. Meet smoking aficionado. Hailing from, from the streets of Carbondale, Illinois. Straight from the colleges of St. Louis. Mad Matt Blaze is in the building. What's up, man? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing even better that you're here. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So in the intro, I said colleges of St. Louis. Let's let's clear that up. (laughs) Where did you go to college? Yeah, so I actually went to uh, two different colleges. Started off in St. Louis, so you're half right there. Went to Missouri Baptist University, where I ran track. All right. And then just uh, missed football a little bit, so went down south into the Boot Hill of Missouri, which is a fun place. The Boot Hill? Yes. The Boot Hill of Missouri, into Cape Girardeau at Southeast Missouri State, which got to give the uh, Red Hawks a shout out. Big win last night. Yeah, all right. Went into the hometown of Carbondale and uh, beat the Salukis. The Salukis? Yes, the Salukis. So we got the Boot Hill of Missouri, and you got the Salukis. It doesn't get more southern Midwest than that. I mean, yeah, okay. So, you know, I I was half right. Because everybody everybody thinks of Missouri. Missouri, everybody thinks of St. Louis. Right. And you're kind of on that whole corridor right there. So I'll, I'll give you credit. Yeah, sure, sure. So uh, here we are, Bad Apples Podcast. We're enjoying some coffee. This is the sports edition. And, you know, who else to get other than the sports aficionado <laughs> himself, the sports guy, the Rochester star, <laughs> uh, the, the youngest, hottest physical education teacher in Rochester, Illinois. Uh, well, I, don't, well, I don't know about all that, but I definitely will uh, <laughs> let the, the head blow up with some self-esteem there. So I mean, absolutely, we'll, man. So we'll take it. What brought you to Rochester? So I guess I kind of got to go back a little bit before what brought me to Rochester is what brought me up to Central Illinois. Okay. My uh, my wife was in med school and I was teaching in Southern Illinois, like I just mentioned. I'm from that area originally, and families are still down there. And she was in med school at uh, Southern Illinois University Carbondale. And uh, after the first year of med school, they come up to Springfield. So yeah. we just got married and wanted to be in the same place, of course. And 
found a job, started firing off as many applications as possible, and ended up at a small school about half hour north here of Springfield. Okay. And then after a few years of being up there, I uh, got to know a couple of people that were in the Rochester School District, and one thing led to another, and I had the first COVID interview uh, oh, remotely yeah. wow. right as that was getting started. So yeah. now I'm at Rochester. This is year three for me. Um, it's been great. So. Yeah, you did come in. I remember um, like none of the students were back. Yeah, no, that was a really weird time was to meet new students. Yeah digitally yeah um, and then seeing them with a mask i feel like i've met them three times like online wearing a mask and then i'm like oh that's the rest of your face so <laughs> yeah and you know what they say like you know, those who can't teach teach gym yeah but you don't like you don't like teaching no. gym your physical education yeah, gym's a gym's a classroom it's a space it's not it's not a subject so physical education <laughs> is what we're all about educating the youth on the physical elements of sports and <laughs> movements and all of that fun stuff yeah. so it's such a habit for me um saying gym teacher oh yeah that's always like gym teacher like oh we're going to gym right but like i haven't heard the term gym in a long time other than like go to the gym yeah there's not a lot of people you know that separate that out they kind of all lump it in as one and i don't get too worked about it. i just like to give you a hard time yeah i like to give you a hard time just because well. it's fun so <laughs> and i love to use that school of rock quote <laughs> yes 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 there's uh, there's plenty there you could pull from yeah but yeah i do remember you uh you coming in and there was like a, several new teachers that time when there were no students back and that's how we actually um i think talked and got to know each other a little bit because there was no students yeah and we were just <laughs> we were just right. roaming around the halls doing nothing right filming pe lessons remotely was doing jumping jacks in an empty gym by myself was a unique experience made me uh thankful for the opportunities to get back into the normal school setting yeah and realized that i didn't want to yeah have my own youtube channel i was I'll definitely pass on that one <laughs> I, um, I, I there's still moments when i'm walking around the school and i find it weird that yeah. no one is wearing masks yeah and then you'll see the occasional one and yeah. now i'm kind of at the point where i'm like well, that must mean you must actually be sick. Like before I just assumed everybody was sick and now it's kind of like, oh, you might be oh, dealing with yeah, something. Yeah, so something's going on. Right. Yeah, but it's cool. Like the first, this is my first, uh, I think entire school year so far, like the start that's normal. Yeah. Um, when I, when I first started working, um, we were going into like, it was, we were talking about COVID, but then, you know, it wasn't really a thing yet. Then they shut down uh, the March Madness and I thought, oh, this is serious. Yeah, that was a heartbreaking uh, yeah. couple of days for me for multiple reasons. But March Madness, that's that's prime time year of the oh, that's, year. So. That's Christmas, man. That's basketball yeah. Christmas. That Thursday through Sunday, that opening weekend is, yes. is magical. So it, to uh, to miss out on that was just like a knife to the heart. It but, is pure magic. So yeah, my my end of the first week that I worked was when they shut down. So I only worked one week. And then got the so rest you're of the, the you're the whole reason they shut down. I am. I came in and just you brought it upon <laughs> us. I came in and wrecked things. <laughs> brought it upon us. Oh man, but yeah. So um, so you're from Carbondale. Yep, born and raised. Yeah, both my parents still live there. Um, my brother still lives down there. Um, my in laws live down there. So cool. Really, all my immediate family is still in that area. Um, haven't been down there as much. We just had our our first little man last year. Yeah, and so we've uh. Not been traveling quite as much as we used to, especially like we just talked about with all the sickness and things that have been happening. Plus, three-hour car ride with a with an infant yeah. is less than ideal. For um, sure. So he's not ready to hear all my stories yet. <laughs> he just wants to wants to scream, cry in the car. So. Yeah. Well, um, you know, this is the sports edition. Yes. We're learning about who Matt Blaze is. Uh, like how did it. you get into sports? What What was the first kind of love of sports for you? That's a tough one. Um, there's probably a lot of ways I could go with that answer. I'd, I'd sure. have to definitely throw 
my dad out there is number one. Yeah. Um, my dad was a big sports guy, um, played baseball, had a couple opportunities to play after high school. Um, and so from really from moment one, it was, I wanted to be outside. I want to have a ball in my hand, was throwing something. Yeah. Um, probably most of the time things I shouldn't have been throwing. Um, <laughs> breaking things I shouldn't have been breaking. So my right. dad likes to tell a story of Frisbees going through windows and Frisbees, Frisbees, man, ultimate Frisbee. Then. Yeah. So had to, uh, <laughs> had to refine the skills a little bit over time, but, uh, just really kind of fell in love with just being active and doing stuff really early on. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there's a sport that I've not at least attempted, um, from basketball to wrestling, to track, to football, to That's soccer, awesome. to, you know, even even got my hand in the pickleball ring a little bit. Oh so man, yeah. Got got to dabble in all the sorts of. different things. You introduced things. me to pickleball last year. I'd never seen pickleball, and I'm like, "What is this guy playing <laughs> in this gym? <laughs> like, what is he doing?" Life size ping pong. Yeah, that it was really cool when yeah. I watched it. It was awesome. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, just that experience to play a bunch of different things growing up. You know, I was yeah. fortunate in the area in which I grew up to have lots of opportunities to play. Yeah. Um, and so that's not something everybody gets a chance to do. So. I was thankful for it, fell in love with it early, and just kind of let that kind of consume my life, I think, in a, in a lot yeah. of ways. It became yeah. really the focus of, you know, summer vacations, and, you know, we would move around different things in our family schedule, you know, as far as going places around sports and whatnot. So then, as I pushed through and got into high school, it was more, you know, getting focused on the football track, and then I actually wrestled my, uh, my freshman and sophomore wow. year of high school. Like, stone-cold wrestling? Like, not... Chairs and everything, <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, so That's I was awesome. I was a I was a wee little guy coming into high school. I was only like five four hundred pounds. Really? Um, so basketball was not quite in the cards for me. And then oh uh, somehow going into my junior year, I was six two six three. Yeah, wow. Finished up at you know six four, and I was like, hey, I guess I should probably maybe give basketball a try. So funny story with basketball. I actually wasn't and didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, my dad told me if I wasn't going to wrestle, I needed to, you know, at least try out for another sport. And that, okay. that was kind of a loophole to get me from not having to work a winter job. Sure. Well, not only did I make the team, but I've now been coaching basketball for the last nine years. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, forgot to, I forgot to throw that in the intro. Man. Yeah. Basketball coach. So that, that kind of has uh, blessed me in a lot of ways that I didn't think it was going to. You know, yeah, when I first tried sure. for basketball, I was doing it as a, you know, satisfy pops and, and not have to do something in the winter outside of just lift. But yeah, so then I and now look at you, man. So on a basketball team, now I have a really good uh, way to explain to the kids, like, hey, you don't have to score because I wasn't allowed to touch the basketball. <laughs> I was a wrestler and football player playing basketball, so I was there for five fouls yeah. and rebounds. I was, uh, I guess you could say, a, a Dennis Rodman esque type of player. Oh wow, okay. You might even say I probably had more fouls than points in my career, but you know, <laughs> it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. There's a role for those people, right? <laughs> uh, so did you say, and I might be wrong, did you say you? Uh, football was your favorite. Correct. Yes. Okay. okay. So then I, I, uh, and we'll get into this probably a little bit later too. Sure. Um, but I had a, a pretty bad knee injury my junior year and, uh, that's the big recruiting year for football, for all sports. But yeah. I didn't get yeah. a chance to play much my junior year at all. Um, at a knee calf stuff anyways. Um, so that's when the basketball thing kind of happened and, okay. um, really kind of missed the boat a little bit on football recruiting but had a good track season um, as a junior and as a senior. So got an opportunity to run track and then just, you know, plans work differently and it's not what you expect it to be. And I found my way back to a football, you know, in Southeast Missouri okay. um, as a sophomore in college. And so football is definitely number one, which is ironic because I've, I've not coached football post-college outside of, I guess, the 2013, 2014 
football seasons. I've okay. just been doing football or basketball and track now. So that's awesome. for being the number one love um, growing up, it is you know now a something I guess I just enjoy to watch on Saturdays and Sundays on TV. Yeah, speaking <laughs> and of, of course speaking Friday of nights. Football on Sundays is kickoff in the NFL today. It is. I mean, I know we had a game Thursday, but the first Sunday yeah. of the NFL season. There's uh, some special. We got you know weather right now. What can you ask for? It's cloudy, oh, man. Cool, sixties, a little that's bit perfect. of rain. Kind of got con- my. You got my dog in the background giving high pitched cries. <laughs> so if you hear that, it's not your uh, it's not your headphones. It's my dog. He's just excited. He's, he's just ex- excited. He wants to see some NFL football today. The, the Blaze walked in the house and he just you know we're live in the we're live in the Bear Cave right now. So right. Um, Speaking of Bear Cave football Sunday, do we have any Bear Chili? Oh, I don't have any Bear Chili today. Is it kind of a chilly football day? Yeah. So just a little bit of a, a reference there. I have bear meat in my freezer. And I made some bear chili last year, and I will be making some bear chili again this year. So, quite technically, the bear cave. <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> actually, the bear cave. Uh, I told some of the students that uh, one of the questions I asked them was, "What was the weirdest thing they've ever um, had to eat?" And you know, I'm sure, you got some interesting <laughs> answers. Actually, I didn't. Like none of them could really answer. Like one. One kid said a salad. Like, all, right, <laughs> all right, fair. <laughs> I was like, well, the weirdest thing I probably ate was either octopus or bear. And they're like, you ate a bear? And I'm like, yeah, I ate a bear. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, but, you know. Um, Should have been like panda bear. <laughs> really, really throwing them off. Oh, they would really hate me then. Yeah, I that's, fair. that's fair. I might too. Panda bear's favorite animal over here. So. That's true. Uh, but I call it Winnie the Pooh stew when I do, when I do make it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but off off topic, um, I want to go back and what did you play in football? What was your position? Uh, wide receiver. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. So growing up, I guess I kind of left this out of the of the intro. So growing up prior to high school, baseball was my number one sport. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. That's played right. A bunch of club travel baseball. I actually was a catcher. Um, as I mentioned earlier, being okay. a little shorter was more advantageous for getting into that catching position. Yeah, I was going to say, you're... I got tall, that wasn't going to work out as well. So <laughs> I really think that played a role in a lot of the hand-eye coordination stuff and okay. learn how to, you know, track a ball into the hands really helped me with, you know, transitioning that into football and as a receiver. Um, I wasn't the fastest kid in the world, but, uh, definitely felt like I could catch football pretty well so yeah i think that's what gave me the opportunity to have success in that sport i could see you being a young cooper cup (laughs) (laughs) i wish i wish oh man fun fun fact though we my the year uh in 2010 to my first year at southeast missouri we were won the conference and went off to got a chance to play in the playoffs went to eastern washington alma mater cooper cup yeah awesome so man make that connection that red field was tough on the eyes snow red field that's wild but yeah it's good times you got some stories. A couple of them. I remember a story you told me, and this is actually one of the first uh, sports conversations I think we had, and I could be wrong, but I think I remember it right. You met Jason Tatum, right, from the Celtics? Um, yes, okay. um, kind of. So we, uh, back to my freshman year of uh, college, we were at Missouri Baptist you know, for track, and mm-hmm. we, which I didn't realize at the time, did not have a track to train on so we oh. had to train at local high schools and so oh, wow. um, at that point you know jason tatum was in the you know junior high high school age group and yeah. just happened to you know be in passing and we were doing stuff at the school so um yeah kind of a a unique crossing of paths. Wow. you know had no idea of course and i'm sure he has zero idea no he but, knows that he but i will the blaze I will, I will hang my hat on that story that i saw him as a younger athlete and uh influenced him onto his path so I, remember, I will definitely take credit for his nba success. i remember in like passing uh we were talking about sports teams i'm like well i'm a celtics fan 
And you're like, cool story about Jason Tatum. <laughs> I was like, man, this guy's awesome. This well, Blaze guy's amazing. Well, then I had to throw it out there that, you know, that was right on the heels of the uh, the Blues-Stanley Cup mm. situation. So yeah, thank you for I, I won't me of that. rip that Band-Aid back off, but I did just hang the uh, wow. newspaper article in my house. Of course you did. The cup being waved. Of course you did. So. Well, what he's referencing is uh, my first year living in Illinois, uh, the Boston Bruins got to the uh, Stanley Cup, and, of course, they got beat by the St. Louis Blues, which a lot of people are, are Blues fans, which, I mean, we're close to St. Louis. Um, but, I mean, if I was in Illinois, I'd definitely be a Blackhawks fan if I lived here. But, you know. I guess I got to throw that back to the, uh, the Southern Illinois slash the college Missouri yeah. thing. Um, yeah, you went to, the, what, the Boot Hill? The Boot Hill of Missouri. And then, of course, being <laughs> in St. Louis there for that one year. But, yeah, I mean, yeah big Cardinals fan, big Blues fan. Big yeah, Rams right. fan till they uh, broke my heart. Su- NFL Sundays don't quite hit like they used to since yeah, they uh, picked Rams up left. and moved. So I'm still kind of an NFL free agent, if you will, fan. Yeah, but so. the XFL, XFL, they're, they're coming back, yeah. I think, right? The Battlehawks, maybe. That's the Battle- what, I would totally be a Battlehawks fan. I, uh, I had tickets to the Battlehawks, first Battlehawks game. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not first, but and then back to COVID. That like next that is weekend right. is when uh, they shut it down. That so. is right. Now the Rock owns it, so I mean it has to be good, right? It should be. It should be good. Smell what he's cooking. I smell it, and I like what he's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of what he cooks. If well, you if you're on his Instagram, his cheat meals, yeah, are, are ridiculous. Are amazing. Did you just see the video he posted of him and Aaron Donald having a dueling workout? Yes. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I was waiting for it because I I saw. That he posted about it and he was going to be working out with Aaron Donald. I'm like, wow, I, where is it at? I want to see this. Yeah, lots of weights were harmed in the making of that video. <laughs> Those are two terrifying individuals I can I, only imagine. Absolutely. So, what did you, so you played catcher in uh, baseball? Yep, yep. Uh, what else? Did you play anything else in baseball or was um, that just your? So, it was always kind of a running joke that I, uh, I could, I had a great arm from behind the plate, but you put me on the mound and I was just taking people out. So, it was this, I don't know, this, I guess I had the yips to some degree on the pitcher's mound. So the yips, all right. <laughs> caught uh, was primary was primary position, and then of course just chased down some some fly balls in the outfield occasionally, give the yeah. old knees a break. But again, kind of going back to that's exactly what you know, track and football chase you know run fast, catch the ball. So yeah, two things that I feel like are my were my strengths at one point. Maybe not quite so much anymore, but. <laughs> That doesn't stop all the kids from asking me to try to dunk a basketball every day. Oh, I'm sure. Which each year that's getting harder and harder. So I'm going to have to uh, yeah, start, start letting some people down it. or lower the rim. Lower, oh, lower the rim, man. Yeah. You look like a star. Yeah, they'll have no idea. <laughs> so, a, some wind, of those little kids, it won't matter. Windmill, seven-foot rim. It'll be great. <laughs> so uh, just for like people who are listening and uh, don't know a lot of sports jargon, let, explain what the yips are. Okay, okay. So the yips are a common term associated in baseball. Um, but I guess could be applied to all sports. Yeah. And it's essentially a mental hang, hang up where just some element of a action just doesn't work for you. Your right. brain is a disconnect. It actually happened um, in the Olympics last year in a different form um, with mm. Simone Biles with her issues. Oh, that's right. It did. Um, they call it the spins, I believe. Okay. Um, but basically, it's just this disconnect of your brain and your body where you know you can do this action, but for some reason, you can't, can't get it done. Very interesting. Uh, for my uh, Cubs fans listening, John Lester was a <laughs> yips kind of guy trying to throw over to first base. You know, he could paint okay, the corners yeah. going home, but pickoff moves had the yips. Wow. So, um, I've heard that when I first heard it used, it was used in the NBA mm-hmm. with um, Markel Fultz. 
Oh, remember yeah. him? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, when he was in Philly. Yeah. He was at Philly, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was where cho- his first pick. Um, yeah. So when he had that whole issue where he was like not able to even shoot free throws and it was like this big deal, they used that word. And I'm like, what is? what does that mean? Like, what are the yips? It's probably applied to Ben Simmons right now as well. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, they've used it with Ben Simmons yeah. as well. Like, yeah. um, Which, oh gosh, like we could get into, well, I'll have to have you back on when the NBA starts Ooh, yeah. and we'll do. We'll do a very specific like NBA, I like it. basketball, and we could throw some football in there too. But um, yeah, right about that time will be NFL playoff stuff, exactly. Too. Yeah, so yeah, some college basketball. That's that's a sweet sweet spot. We're getting to that magical time where all four sports all are going. Four at sports, once. man. Uh, I'm, I love it. This is the best time of year, like September, October, because yep. you're getting all those sports coming back, and it's just sports are in the air. Yep. Um. So so we're kicking off football season, NFL. Who right now? Um, is your early bird winner for the Super Bowl? Early bird prediction. Well, this is maybe an unfair guess based on Thursday's result, but I, yeah. it's kind of tough not to say the Buffalo Bills uh, right uh, now. That, just they look so good. Josh Allen looks so good this I year, um, and, and Von Miller. He yeah. just he just changes the game when he's out there, and he's one of those players you just kind of think he's he's past his prime, right? And then he's sure it's that. like this dude has still got it. I like when he went to the Bills. I'm like, eh. I mean, he's way past. In my mind, he's way past his prime, but man, he just he just disrupted everything. Oh yeah. Well, their uh, defensive end on the Bills, uh, AJ Epinanda. I'm sure I just butchered his last name, but uh, <laughs> something. He's from Edwardsville, actually. Oh really? Um, and he's got his younger brothers playing down there at Edwardsville High School, so they're Illinois guys as well. Okay. Um, so he was actually their, I think, first or second round pick from Iowa a couple years ago. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, he's he's a stud track guy. I think he was the first guy in recent memory to be all state in, in three sports: all state football, all state basketball, all state track. Oh wow! And now he's on the Bills, so that's also kind of fun to watch. You got a local guy, yeah, for kind sure. of that we know. For so sure. we'll give uh, them the early season nod. But I kind of have adopted the Chiefs the last couple of years because you know, yeah, sorry e- about that. It's easy to do, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we won't hold that against you. Me? Aren't you a Steelers fan? Absolutely not. I'm a Raiders fan. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. That's right. Well, de- yeah, yeah man. definitely. Go Chiefs, right? No, never. <laughs> AFC West, that's going to be a that's going to be a battle this year. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. I when I first moved here, I had no idea Kansas City was relatively close, like yeah. 4 hours away. Right. Uh 4 and a half, something like that. Um and so I like and some of it is like bandwagon the kids are just jumping on the, you know, the pat, you know, Mahomes and I'm like I get you just call me a, a hard kid. time. Not you. <laughs> well, I <laughs> jumped on that bandwagon as well. <laughs> with these students, <laughs> these students like all in the you know Pat Mahomes stuff, and I just oh, give yeah. them. I just I don't care. Like I'm relentless with them every oh, day. Yeah. Like man, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like I probably shouldn't say that, but it'll be interesting to see how he does without old Tyreek this year. I know. So I'm I interested know. to see that game today. I think they're the late game. I'm wanting to say that they're overrated, but I think I'm biased. Yeah. Um, and I think I think he's just going to pull it out, and, and it's going to be awesome. I think he's. They're still going to be a solid team. I think their defense yeah. is weak, though. I think this will be a good opportunity for him to really show if he is what people think he is. Yeah, for sure. But we got Travis Kelsey. I mean, so you always oh, have that's that. True. You got that safety valve yeah, I right there. About, and he done phenomenal last year. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a top target. Um, and I remember like years of Tom Brady when everybody was like, "Yeah, he don't have the team he had," and he still he was still in the conversation, still made it to playoffs, still made it to Super Bowl, even with. Even with these guys that are, you know, I think a big loss work. for the Chiefs this year will be not having Honey Badger. 
Oh, they don't have Honey Badger yeah. this year. So Tyron Matthew is not on the Chiefs this Man, year. I've all I've I've disliked him ever <laughs> since college. I didn't like him in college, and I yeah. didn't like. Where did he go? LSU. Yeah, I know LSU, but where did he go? Like, where's he at now on the NFL? I think he's. Oh, sorry, I think he's with the Saints. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you might want to fact check me on that. He was later. on. He was on the Cardinals. Yep. Cardinals there for a long. Yep. Started right. Car- Cardinals for a long time. Then for the then Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. And I think now he's with the Saints. Oh, see, that just makes me hate the Chiefs even more. That they had, <laughs> had Tyron Matthew. <laughs> yeah, he was the he was the heart of that defense, and I think that's going back. You know, the Brady reference. I think yeah. uh, what helped them so much was lack, lack of offensive talent. He doesn't make mistakes, but yeah, Belichick's always going to throw a defense out there. So we'll see if the. I remember him in college, and I just remembered absolutely loathing him because he was he was good. The honey badger. Could, yeah. Yeah. And he could back it up. And that's plus, what I hated about him. Plus, he was the honey badger. He was the honey badger. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I said, what is a honey badger? Why is he calling himself the honey badger? And I watched this video. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was in, back then what would be considered viral. It was um, the honey badger don't care. Yes. <laughs> like something like right. that. It was yep. just this video of like the honey, honey badger don't care. And I think somebody care. filmed it with like their flip phone <laughs> on a golf course somewhere. It's just this <laughs> random badger popping its head out of a Random hole. badger. Kind of looked yeah. like a scene from Caddyshack. Um, so if you had to do a another outside of the bills because that would be my prediction as well another um early bird prediction of who's who's going to be in the super bowl who would it be well i think i'll have to go to the the nfc side of things just to kind of complete the matchup Mm -hmm. um so i would probably say at this point as much as i would as much as brady hasn't you know been a thorn in my side as a rams fan going back to the you know the 01 super bowl i uh and I want to say him just because I like to see the history of it. Mm-hmm. I kind of think you're going to see uh, the pack. Really? I think Aaron Rodgers breaks through this year a little bit. Man. So Packers, Bills, Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, the loss of Devonta Adams. I really think you're going to see a, a, a secondary superstar on that offensive. For sure. You know, receiving core step up just because it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I have he's going to get his um, he's going to get his completions. It's oh, just going to be sure who catches. I have their their top guy on my fantasy team, um, and I can't remember his name. Is it Lazard, or is it Baldy's Scandling? Maybe it's not their top guy. <laughs> I have a guy that Hold wears on. a Green Bay jersey. I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie. Bring it up right here on the podcast. Um, my fantasy team. We'll jump in and talking about fantasy. Ooh. Um, such a fun time. I can't wait to get frustrated by a made up team that I pick. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I seen a, a meme that said, "I can't wait for." the next four months for a football team to uh, disrupt my like emotions for yes. the next four months. Something like that. It is so sad and true. <laughs> uh, Jones. So it's running back, not a, oh, yeah. not a wide receiver. The, the running back, so AJ, Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon, he, uh, he yeah. could be a, a sneak peek. Did you see that viral video of him running over the Kenosha Kingfish? Yeah. Like, who would sign that poor guy? That's he, crazy. He drew the short straw. He did. <laughs> Uh, so you're doing fantasy this year? I am. So my, uh, my longtime fantasy football league that I've done you know, for years has kind of fallen by the wayside the last couple of years, just not as much interest. So I just joined a few random ones just to satisfy the itch, I guess you could say. Yeah. I tried to get you in the mind and you didn't want to join. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm over here begging and pleading <laughs> to be in with some people and, and Cody just gave me the rejection. So yeah, um, my league. I'll have to pitch him next year. I've seen some cool things. So one of the things I like is the uh, the high stakes uh, draft order? Yeah, combines. Have you seen those videos? I have yeah, those are hilarious. <laughs> Definitely worth it. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing a couple. I think I did three free teams just to you know see which one I like the best. Yeah, let those other two just kind of fall by the wayside, and that yeah. way I can guarantee myself a fantasy football win. 
which I, is probably I done, cheating. Uh, I done two. No, it's not. It's it's like the bracket. I mean, how many brackets do you fill out in March Madness? Ooh. So I think this this is a philosophical question because yeah. I am a one bracket kind of guy. Are you really? Yeah. Because then I end up rooting oh. against my other bracket, and then I just get conflicted. Oh. I have this internal struggle. So now one year I done close to eight. Bra- I think it was like seven or eight brackets. You picked the same champion. I did not. Oh. And everyone was different. It was it was very tough to do. <laughs> but now <clears throat> the last two years I've only stuck. I've, I've stuck at just three. Okay. <clears throat> so it was just way too overwhelming. And you're right. You end up rooting against right um, your brackets. So I it's a one bracket, man. Wow. That, yeah. Yeah. I remember the old days where if someone gave you a paper to fill out, yeah. you filled it out. But other than that, have you, you ever done one of the, uh, the Calcutta type uh, March Madness brackets? No. I know we're kind of off the topic of fantasy football. Uh, but that's okay. They are uh, they're intense. So you just like raffle for one team. Oh, wow. And then however far they advance, you get points. For like if they get a first round win, you might get two points. Or if they get a second round win, you get four points. So Oh, that's crazy. You could end up with... The 15 seed. Yeah. And it's, you know, so then you can raffle out how much you want to, you know, put into each team. And so, that's wild. Of course, raffling the, the ones, twos, and three seeds are uh, a pretty penny. Yeah, but, for sure. But it's intense and you kind of can end up, you know, loading up on those back end upsets. A couple years ago, I think it was the seven and eight team were in the final four. Oh, my goodness. Like the year Kentucky, I think it was Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Kentucky yeah. was an eight seed or something. <clears throat> yeah. Or seven. I remember that. So somebody got a steal there in one of those types of leagues. Um, yeah, so we can jump back onto fantasy football. Yeah. Um, so I got two two teams this year. Uh, one of my teams, I, I think, is it was the one I actually drafted with, with you. We were uh, oh yeah, we yeah. were hanging out and yep. I was drafting. I think that team's going to be solid. Yeah. Who's your sleeper fantasy pick? My sleeper fantasy pick. Yeah, oh, man, I don't know. Yeah, um, I'm really high on a rookie running back that I drafted. I'm pulling it up. Um, and and not that it wasn't in that league that I was drafting with you, but um, uh, Brees Hall. Mm. Okay, I'm really I'm thinking that's where the money's at. If you can find those those rookie running yeah. backs that don't have the mileage on them, yeah, kind of underrated. I'm thinking that he may. Uh, I know he was some people's like the analysts and stuff. He was some of their sleepers, and when he was available, I mean he was available low. Um, and I'm like, man, I'm grabbing him. So I'm thinking. Well, I know we talked a little bit about it. The uh, the approach of receiver heavy this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I followed I followed that approach that we talked about on one of the drafts, and I think it's my favorite team as well. Yes. Yeah. Everybody does the PPR league, so points per reception, right? Yep. So everybody does that. So throwing out those receivers out there, running backs, man, they're they just yeah. get banged up so quick, and then yeah. your season's over. You throw a first round pick into one of those guys. I've done running backs first. Probably for the last five or six years. Well, that was the go to. That's just what you were, that was just the expectation. Yeah. Uh, this year, I said, I've got the first pick. I had the first pick in both leagues, Ooh. which was crazy. I'm like, man, this is a lot of pressure, but also sweet. Um, and in one league, I went Cooper Cup first. Okay. And then he had a, second he had a good league, week one. Yeah. Yeah. He did 30 some points is yeah. what I got. Um, and then my second league, I went Jonathan Taylor. Okay. But I ended up with I still ended up with Lamar Jackson. I ended up with he's several be, good running. He's going to be fun to watch this year. Playing on that, playing out that last year, kind of betting on himself a little bit. Yep. So he's going to show out. Yeah, I, that's what I that's what I thought when I drafted him. Like he's on that year. He's going to have to prove some stuff, right? So I mean, he doesn't have to. Like he's great, right? But he's you know he's going to go out well, he, and show out. He's a uh, 
he's a great fantasy quarterback. I mean, his yes. ability to pull down a run, you get those rushing touchdowns. Yes. Right? That's why I like him so much. It was because he can rush. Um, and you get those points on top of right. you know other points as well. So I don't know. I, I um a good start for me, <clears throat> Gabe Davis on the Bills okay. got me like twenty points. Yeah. I threw him in last minute. Um and I thought, cool. What I didn't see was I had the Saints defense starting and the Bills defense on the bench, they ended up getting twenty seven points and yeah. I forgot to change them in. Yeah. I would have never started the Saints. Um, um, well, they have the honey badger. They have the honey badger. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't fact checked fact checked that yet. So <laughs> Yeah, so you 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 rode with your uh with your nemesis there. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll see. Um my other team didn't really do much, but they only had I only had like maybe one player playing on Thursday and yeah. it was I think the kicker. So Yeah, I've done some fantasy baseball in the past. And there's yeah, just, you were talking about there's that. just something about the football, the one day or two days a week where it's like, you know, you just gear up for this one yeah. emotional dump of yep. everything um, as opposed to spreading it out over. Yep. I think that's what makes the NFL special is the, is the, there's the one, one day. So it's kind of this buildup, you know, you miss it, you're out for a week. Yep. So as opposed to, ah, I missed last night's baseball game. I can, I can pick up tonight's. I've never done fantasy baseball, but I have done fantasy uh, NBA. Basketball. I've tried that before. Hated it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I, no, I did not like it. You got to get the uh, weekly lineups sets. If you do the daily, yeah. it's just too much. It is, yeah. You're right. It's just too much to do. Then you try to do matchups and who's off and who's on. You just got to set it for the week and let it ride and see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think maybe um, since you're a uh, football free agent, I think you should jump on the Raiders bandwagon instead of the- Give me your best sales pitch. Um, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr. That's a good sales pitch. And Darren Waller just signed an extension. I did. And I just saw Rosenhaus just said that was the most complicated negotiation he's ever done. It, I mean, it should not have been that complicated. Agreed. I'm, I'm, from, what I can, from what I'm reading and hearing, like it yeah. shouldn't have been that complicated. Yeah. So I'm not sure what was going on. If he wanted more or they wanted less or I don't know. There's some weird incentives in there where he gets, you know, yeah, different pieces to a car with every catch he gets. <laughs> gets <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad they kept him. Yeah, he's a stud. <clears throat> I think he's going to be... Uh, I mean, he's already great. Yeah, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be there. Well, the NFL strategy. I mean, if you don't have a if you don't have a tight end to to bail you out, I mean, it's yep. you look at all teams with their success. It's it starts obviously at the quarterback position, but mm-hmm. I think the secret sauce to a lot of those championship runs are are good are good tight end play. Yeah. So I think the Raiders. Um, I think we'll definitely make it to the playoffs this year. I can't see us over the hump of being a contender for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I, I still think we need – I just think we need a defense. We yeah. added some good players in the offseason with defense, but I just still want – I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I'm just always – I'm interested to see if the, uh, if the Chargers can finally live up to the preseason hype. Yeah. I feel like the last couple of years they've been everybody's sleeper pick to be the right the dude, and they just, they just fall short. So yeah, I, I, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. Um, so it'll be – It'll be interesting to watch that division unfold. I actually, um, <clears throat> I kind of afraid they're going to beat up on each other, which is why I went with the Bills because <laughs> right. I think they're both they're all going to limp into the playoffs, just yeah. going to battle that many times. I'm actually the getting season. the Chargers and Rams mixed up a lot. Like I get like now I'm mm. confused them because they're kind of the same colors. Yeah, and they're both in L.A. now, which yeah, yeah, dagger, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it should be it should be a fun season. It's just nice to have it back. Yeah, I know it's it's good to be back. Um, <clears throat> with Carr, I like 
I love I love Derek Carr, um, and I think he's got the potential to be one of the top guys. I just after that season, I think in like I think it was 2016, 2017, where he got injured in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They they had a lot of momentum. Uh, he got injured in that game, missed a lot of the, um, I think a lot of the uh, next season. And he came back and he was still good, but he just he just wasn't the same. And he hasn't been the same, I don't think. What I appreciate about him is probably some of the off the field stuff. I think the way he handled some of some of the teammate, you know, controversies over the last couple seasons Absolutely. and the stuff with Gruden. You know, I just think his compassion and his grace to those people was yep. was pretty special and you don't see that a lot um yep. vocally. So I definitely uh gained some respect for him, you I know, agree. just seeing how he was handled that. And hopefully other players and other people not in, in the sports world see that type of grace and yeah put it into their life too. So I think um I think Devontae Adams, I mean, without a doubt, one of the top guys, top wide receivers, and for him to put um, that type of trust in a quarterback and say, you know. Well, and again, you might, you'll have to fact check me here. Yeah. They played in college together, correct? They did. So there's some, there's there's some, some chemistry, chemistry and some yep. background there, which is probably what led to that, that marriage coming back yep. together. Well, so. there, had been, there had been probably – Two seasons worth of rumors saying that yeah. when Devonte Adams contract tampering. runs out, all that stuff, tampering, yeah, tampering, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that they're that they want to reunite. Like there's a um, there's a desire between the two to want to reunite. Well, I think that's a mutual mutual beneficial relationship, right? Like as Absolutely. a receiver, you want a quarterback that you know is going to target you, and as a quarterback, Absolutely. you want to know you throw it in a certain area is being caught. Yeah, and I don't know if you could find a better situation. Yeah. You know, um, there's a guy on that team called uh, Hunter Renfro. Called, oh yeah, called Hunter. Renfro. His name is Hunter Renfro. <laughs> he's pretty, um, he's pretty and he's he's like not the top guy. Yeah. He's not the best. But what makes him good is him and Derek Carr go into practices, and it's just them two, and they literally run routes. And, oh yeah, and he just passes the Hunter Renfro, and it's like they've built that chemistry. Now it's showing on the field, um, and that's and that that counts for something, right? And I think you're going to see huge seasons for. Waller and Renfro, yeah, just because you got the ability to take the top off with Adams. Yeah, I mean that's what they were hoping they had with yep. Rugs. You know, was a speed guy that could take it off the top. And, <sighs> yeah, I know. Um, so I think anytime you can have that threat, and now you get those other guys in single coverage, and yeah, you don't have to bracket them. And yeah, yeah. Well, you um, you mentioned Derek Carr, and it, I think it was a perfect transition. Like you mentioned, his off the field, his character, his uh, the grace that he shows. Um, for you in your life, I know you talked a little bit, and I haven't really heard, um, you know, a lot of your story or whatever. But you talked about um, FCA. Yeah. So, so how does um, I guess how does how did faith uh, and the, and the off the field and the off the court stuff play a uh, factor in your life? So FCA is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah. Um, it's a nationwide you know program um, that really tries to blend the sports community with uh, faith community yeah and as I mentioned at the beginning you know sports was a huge part of my life and growing up I would say the only thing that was more a part of my life than sports was church a little bit of background my great-grandpa was a southern baptist minister in you know the southern Illinois region for I think like 70 plus years amazing Started a couple different churches. He revitalized a couple different churches. He kind of went place to place and really brought back life into a lot of those buildings. Um, he was a special man. Um, I was way too young when he passed or have any sure. memories of him, but I've heard plenty of plenty of stories. Um, yeah. And the way he lived his life, um, 
impact my grandpa and yeah. how he lived his life and then my dad and then of course myself and i grew up um in my great grandpa's home yeah. um next door to my grandpa so those relationships early on were at the forefront of everything we did so That's awesome um i think when you look at you know what sports is about and what faith is about i think there are so many commonalities yep. that you can tie to you know we talk about with our athletes you know, have faith in what you're doing, have hope, be, you know, be kind, you know, work hard, but trust, the, you know, trust this process. And I think when you kind of apply those concepts to faith, you know, what are, what process are you trusting? Well, you're trusting God's plan. Yeah. You know, you're trusting that things that you can't see are going to come to fruition based on, you know, your belief and in, in how you live your daily life. And yeah. Yeah. there's so many parallels there. So with FCA, it was really this idea of getting young athletes who are you know, motivated by a lot of these common, you know, character ideas sure. that are uh, really faith-based. Mm -hmm. And I think when you can tie in athletes that they look up to and see that, you know, this is part of their life as well, that message kind of hits a little bit differently, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and I think that was the cool part about FCA was you get to celebrate the successes that you have, be thankful for the, the gifts that you have and how you can use them to, you know, show honor to, to God and to be faith, you know, based in what you're doing. So um, I got involved in FCA. They started doing these day camps um, when I was a child where we would go in and we would have huddle meetings and you get to, you know, college athletes would come and they'd run these huddles and you'd get to see the guys you saw on Saturdays playing, you know, at, yeah. you know, SIU football or SIU basketball or local area high school kids. And you know, as a nine, 10, 11 year old, those were, you know, the people you looked up to because you could see them, you could talk to them. Sure. And so you kind of tuned in a little bit more when you heard that message. So um, as I moved and transitioned into high school, you know, I, I became an, a huddle leader myself where I got to um, lead a lot of those team, team meetings and, and small group huddles. And um, that was really cool for me. Uh, it kind of really gave my first experience talking to young people yeah. and you know that's of course now as a as an elementary PE teacher that's what I do um so it was really kind of oh I like this this is kind of this that's feels awesome. like home this is what I like to do and yeah um as I transitioned to college I actually twisted into more of a, a keynote speaker role so there's a couple of different times I came back to the same camp um gave my testimony a little bit on how things had happened and um really for me it was that whole God's plan, not your plan, yeah. kind of thing. And I yeah. think in in sports, that's a huge message to get to kids, absolutely, and and to adults. I mean, you know, you want to go to this school, and you want to be successful, and you, I'm going to play this sport no matter what. And yeah, that's not always how it goes. Yeah, and, that's true. Um, I mentioned I had a you know a, a knee injury that messed up my junior year, and I was you know devastated. I wasn't going to get a chance to go play in college. Senior year came. Really, there was not a lot of options for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was, I was kind of down on, you know, football's out of my life and it's no longer part of what I have a chance to do. And, yeah. um, you know, trusting God's plan and going to a university and Missouri Baptist, I, I got to, you know, experience my faith at the college level a little bit as in, in conjunction to the sport life. Um, and doors opened back up for me. Yeah. I got a, I got a chance to, you know, mature a little bit, get healthy, get a little faster, get a little stronger. And, uh, when that opportunity presented itself at SEMO, I was able to, you know, reopen that, that path. Um, wow. And I, sh I shouldn't say I reopened that path. Yeah, um, I get you. Yeah. But, you know, it, it was there for me and really kind of set the tone from where my life went after that. So, um, wow. FCA was really cool. It's something, you know, I know 
Coach Leonard at the high school here at Rochester. He does FCA. Oh, cool. He does yeah, FCA. Awesome. I think their first meeting is actually tonight. That's awesome. Um, so I've talked to him. That's something I want to try to get back into. It's It's been absent from my life a little bit recently, just yeah. with so many different things. But um, there's definitely value there. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, that connection is cool. Yeah. So. They, they, um, I never was involved in um, FCA, but I knew people who'd done it. Um, schools, I were, you know, in West Virginia, I had friends who were involved in FCA and it was a super awesome program. Um, so that's cool, man. Yeah. You're talking about um, God's plan a little bit. I was watching uh, The Rock, bringing it back to Rock. <laughs> um, and he was talking about it was after the NFL cut day and how they, you know, they have to whittle it down to 53 right. players. And he always wore and always had the number 54 represent him because he was always the guy who hmm. was number 54. And it's hard to believe that, you know, you look at him, you look at his life and look how athletic he is. And look at, like, it's hard to believe that he was never good enough right. to make that 53 cut. And he talked about how, um, even though you're number 54, um, and even though your football career may be over, there's always something that is going to happen. There's always a plan in place. There's always a, you know, there's always a, um, it means it's always God's plan. Like it's always kind of going to work out. Um, and look at him. I mean, look at, I mean, right. not everybody could be the rock, but right. And you could definitely make the case that his life as number 54 yeah. has impacted far more people, far more than his life would have been if he was 53. Absolutely. So I, I think that's an important, wow. Thing that's to yeah, that's powerful. To. That's powerful. Um, and I think it's what we have to remember. Like, even though we may be that 54, yeah, uh, what we can do at number 54 may be better than what we could have done at 53. Right. So, that's awesome. Dude, thanks for coming, man. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed the, uh, the coffee. Yeah. The dark roast and the dark night cup. I mean, it, yeah, he's got a Batman cup. He's rocking the dark night, the dark, uh, the dark coffee. And the coffee's called Dark Night of the Soul. So. I, I... I'm right on brand here. It all just fits. <laughs> <laughs> and it's delicious, I might add. So It's a very good chef, cup of coffee. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss to the mad priest uh, coffee roasters in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, so, Tennessee. Yeah. Which, yeah. again, shout out big Tennessee Vols fan. I was so, going to say uh, you're a Tennessee Vols fan. Big win yesterday against Pitt, so we will yeah. uh, hopefully Oh, well. you know what? Now I'm going to be a Tennessee fan because they beat Pitt. Okay. I hate Pitt. And I, th- and I said you were a Steelers fan. Oh, yeah. So West Virginia, you have to hate Pitt. Oh, that makes yeah. a ton of sense. Yeah. But the yeah. backyard brawl was heartbreaking. Yeah. You watched that game, West Virginia versus Pitt? Um, when? Last week. So Last it was, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was um heated rivalry. Yeah. And they, they hadn't had the backyard brawl in several years. Okay. Con- uh, a while, I think. All the conference changes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so they brought it back this year. And, of course, West Virginia lost. Uh, but it was a great game. Yeah. It was a very good game down to the last minute. but. Yeah, we lost. Yeah. Our oh, well. And we also lost to Kansas yesterday. So, Chen, you know. Br- bring back Pat White. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Pat White. All right. That's classic, man. Pat White, Steve Slayton. Yeah. All of the West Virginia fans, like, we're all still in that vein of, like, bring back Rich Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. Bring back uh, Pat Rich White. Rodriguez. What, I wonder what he's doing these days. <laughs> he's not coaching. I mean, he's, I think he's coaching, but he's not coaching well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you'd want to bring him back. No. <laughs> Might be able to sell you a nice uh, used car. Yeah. The the one year <laughs> the one year we had a good chance we lost to Pitt. Mm. Um and it was just it was just a heartbreaking heartbreak. Because it actually it wasn't a game thing. It was a it was definitely a coaching thing that we lost that game. So it was just tough. Yeah, those um, hurt. So yeah, man, it's uh it's been good. Um I hope everybody enjoys the podcast. I hope everybody enjoys uh hearing my dog cry in the background. 
because he really wanted to be on this episode. We to <laughs> talk about sports. We might have to bring him out next time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Cheers to you. Thanks for having me. See man. you at work tomorrow. Yes. Bring on Monday. <laughs> All right, guys. Just remember, this is the Bad Apples Podcast. And God is good, and you are loved.